Hello, my name's James Pikeaway, and welcome to Remembering Dubai with Nightline. For about 12 years, I was the host of a nightly talk show called Nightline, where we had some incredibly insightful, informative, and entertaining conversations with folks from the United Arab Emirates, expats, nationals, and people from in between. This conversation was originally broadcast on Nightline, Dubai I 103.8 FM, on November 27th, 2006. And we have two interesting conversations. The first one with Scott Harrington, who was then a teacher at the American School of Dubai, an architect of their Week Without Walls program, and someone who was just keenly interested in how do you take education both for your family and for students and make it real. He was in the process of getting ready to take his family on a trip to Darjeeling, not to stay in a five-star hotel, but to really get down and into the communities there. We heard from the community. They called in. His son, Nathan, got on the phone. What an interesting conversation. You're going to love it. Scott is now head of school at the Island Pacific School in British Columbia, Canada. The second part of the program, we had a conversation with one half of the Soyuz sisters. Once a week, there was a Russian show on Dubai I 103.8 FM, and Marina, a Soyuz sister, joined me to talk food, music, and a whole lot more. You're really going to enjoy this. Nightline, November 27th, 2006. And uh, Darjeeling, if, if you're familiar with the, the term, is always associated with uh, tea and yeah. plantations and escape from the heat of the, the lowlands. And uh, it's in the, in the foothills of the Himalayas. It's, it's just an absolutely magical place. And um, it, it's a phenomenal experience for the no, eighth this grade is, students. This is not a tremendously wealthy place either. No, by no means. Um, certainly it has a, a very rich history, though. And... Um, the, the culture is is rich so when when you when you look at it in terms of the the real substance substantial things in life it is a rich place but but the uh, the poverty is great all over India and and that's a big part of what we're trying to do here working with this organization is uh, help and and over the course of the years I've tried to promote uh, service as part of the week without walls program mm-hmm. and the kids that I take will do uh, activities throughout the year in an effort to support this place and uh, what I was left after visiting it last year and spending time there with my my students was that I realized that hey I've been teaching uh, really rich kids for about 16 years Hmm. and when I left this place I really had a a compelling uh, interest to to teach and work with the poor. How How many students will you take? This year I'm taking 24. We have three different trips in the eighth grade. One's going to North India, one's going to Vietnam, and one's going to uh, South Africa. And all of them are the same kind of thing where they're, they're expected to do something. Not, yeah, it's there, not a sightseeing visit. Service was one of the foundations of the whole program um, that we wanted to incorporate. And we're, in former times, not easily able to do here in Dubai. Mm. Um, so we did look overseas and that's certainly one of the foundations is the service and they all have a service component. Okay, so what will they do? Well, when we go, uh, we'll spend two nights at this organization um, and basically we're there to uh, so, interact. So I, and, I'm going I'm to sure. paint the picture. I mean, Where are we? You're, you're leaving Dubai. You're, right. you're hopping on, I don't know. how. We, f- we fly to Delhi. Okay. Um, then we get on a domestic flight, uh, Jet Airways, and we fly to the 
very strangely named place called Bagdogra, which is a military and civilian airport uh, in the northern part of the state of West Bengal. It's basically uh, just before the lowlands, or it's in the lowlands before the uh, the Himalayas begin. And then we make a, uh, it's about a five-hour car journey up okay. a twisting road that uh, is um, buffered by the fabled toy toy train, the Himalayan mm-hmm. uh, Railway. And we make our way up. It's only about 60 kilometers, but it takes us about five hours to get wow. up there. So we, we go from the lowlands right up to about 6,500 feet where this um, uh, organization is located. And uh, We'll we'll spend time in Darjeeling. There we we work with the uh, Himalayan Mountaineering Institute. We're working uh, and learning how to climb and do team building. We we do a trek. Okay. Uh, we also do rafting. And we, the other part of it, the two days that we spend at this organization is all about helping them and them helping us because uh, it is a a complementary program there. Mm. We, we're working with their kids. We're helping them learn English. We're we're farming with them. We're helping them build the blocks that will make the community center. We're so help- so. There's, they, I mean, they do a number of things. I mean, if you, if you, I was looking at their website, and if, if anyone wanted to check out this website, it's www.sasac.net, and you can go check out. I mean, it's a very simple website. I mean, they're, they're you know, yeah. there looks like they're running it out of there where they are. But you know, a lot of different projects. What are we, mushrooms, uh, handbags? They they call them what joala is what they're calling exactly. Yeah. Um, square meter farming, compost, uh, blocks. They do stuff with bamboo. They're making, uh, they're they're working on projects with biogas. They're doing houses for the homeless, and and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. The students, when they get there, when they see it, profound effect. I mean, from from landing in India. I mean, I'm I'm figuring. Well, most of the students are coming, you know, from pretty sheltered homes here in in Dubai. Is this? A- yeah, absolutely. It is a profound uh, impact on them, um, and that's really why we're doing this because we do want to impact the kids in a in a positive and profound way. And there's no question that when we when we roll in there and uh, sort of you know break out of the jeeps and and these you know, 50 to 100 kids all pile around and they're all in their work clothes and, you know, they're seven or eight years and they're all grubby and they've been working in the, the farm and they got these huge smiles on their faces and they're so engaged and interested in uh, us visiting. And, and this is one of the, the, the really, one of the best things that I found last year for me personally was just how interested and how grateful they were for us to visit. And that gave me a really good feeling because, you know, we are there to to help in, in whatever way we can on the trip, mm-hmm. but it, it meant a lot, and, and that's what the, the leader of this uh, organization, his name's Father Abraham, said to me. He said, you know, people don't often visit the poor, and uh, it's really the poor that often builds uh, so much of what the rich enjoys, and um, these guys are, are doing a phenomenal uh, thing. They are so environmentally sound. They are, are truly a marvel of industry and, and helping and empowering the local people. Um, what they do is is just and phenomenal. Is, and is there a, a pretty significant spillover into the, the community around uh, the center? That, that's exactly the, the intent of the center. It's designed as a place where the they support about 20 villages in, in okay. the neighboring area. And what they try to do is bring in the adults and bring in the children and teach them better farming practices. And you mentioned there in your summary of the organization, they have this special type of farming called square meter farming. Yeah. And um, what this does is it allows these kids and adults and the lame and sick to actually productively work the land uh, in an environmentally sound way 
um, as opposed to the heavy burden that might be associated with terrace farming in, in such mm. a in such a you know rough area. Everything obviously is very hilly and and uh, difficult to farm. But they base it on the square meter, and and it, it's amazing. I mean, we have the little nine year olds walking around with a pad and paper and they're monitoring how many seeds they put in and how much water and they've taken the the um the compost and the the fertilizer from yeah. the the livestock and like you said they're trapping the gas you know which is helping with the deforestation issue um their solar which is a huge issue water. there because you know you in order to cook you need to have fire, so you're cutting down bamboo. You're cutting down other stuff. So this is this is yet another area where they're, right. you know, talking about how to cook in, you know, using gas stoves or pressure cookers. I think I read something about that as well. Yep, it's amazing. I mean, you, the people, about 400 people a day come to this place to work. Uh, they may uh, walk for two or three hours to get there and and start work. And providing there's the money there to pay them, they they can do that. And what I noticed one time was the they all come with their little uh, lunch tin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have little solar ovens that are all over the place, and wow. people are cooking their food as they work with the the solar power, and they're heating their water with solar, and they're reusing and recycling everything. I mean, truly. Do, do they catch a lot of grief though when when these villagers are coming in and they're doing that? Do you think they catch grief when they go back to their villages? They're saying, you know, hey, we're we're doing these things that are you know miles different. If, if that's the right way to express it, from the way they have been doing it in the past. Yeah, I think in some ways that that might be the case. We visited one village um, right above this place. We, we hiked up and, and there was one uh, family that was farming on the square meter basis. And they were, you know, they literally have the documentation to prove that it's, you know, X number of percent better, more productive. Mm-hmm. And there was a neighboring farm that was still using the terrace system. And, uh, you know, some people are resistant to change wherever you are in the world. Yeah. And um, but I, I think that on the whole, they're very, very well received. They they empower the people with new knowledge. I think that's and the key, the empowerment. We've heard, exactly. that, we've heard that over and over and over again. It's not just handouts. It's right. It's allowing it, it to empower it. And, and you're taking these kids out there and you're and you're doing a whole. Scott, we need to take a quick break. Six hundred one four nine nine. If you'd like to call in, if you've got a comment, you've got an observation, if you'd like to to ask Scott Harrington, a teacher at American School of Dubai, who uh, who does uh, a week without walls. But what's more interesting, and, and we haven't gotten that yet is you're taking your whole family and you're going to go there not for a couple of days but for you know almost what, two weeks a week and a half two weeks you're going to go and yep. and take you know your young children to get involved in that environment as well and i think this is you know this goes back to uh we're not just talking about doing something you've said i'm going to do it and uh you know you could easily stay here and and continue on with ultimate frisbee over the holidays or go back to canada and you're doing it. So if you'd like to get involved, you got a comment, you've got something you'd like to say, 600-1499 is our telephone number. You can SMS us at 4001. This is Nightline. I'm James Pikeway, and uh, this is Dubai Eye. We'll be right back after these very, very short messages. And we're back. This is Nightline. I am James. 600-1499 is the telephone number. You can SMS us at 4001. We've been talking about doing stuff. We've been talking about getting out there and actually making change. Scott Harrington, teacher at the American School of Dubai, who, uh, who's been working for years, really, with a, a program called Week Without Walls, where they, they, they take a group of students. I mean, obviously, it costs them money. They have to pay to do this as well, right? Yeah, it, uh, it's not, in our case, part of the uh, tuition that the kids so they, pay. So, so that limits some of the kids who will go on 
as well as you do fundraising. I know you've got uh, you've got a, a couple of fundraisers going on. You've got the ultimate frisbee thing going on. And, and if there's li- you know this isn't the sports show, and uh, we did I did mention mention this to the sports guys as we came in. But part of the way you're funding this is is it a tournament with the ultimate frisbee? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been playing ultimate frisbee here at the American School for. 13 years can anyone, I guess. can anyone join well actually it, it's it's they effectively would become my guests but if okay. anyone's a hardcore ultimate fan out there we'd like to have you and so there's uh, probably but you know I'm certain there is someone sitting in traffic who's going ultimate frisbee what the what what is ultimate frisbee give it in a nutshell what is it well some people may have heard of it called frisbee football but basically it's a game on a field played with a frisbee disc okay. uh, two teams and you try to throw the frisbee around and catch it and score points and uh, you know, it's a it's a real player's game. There's no official uh, referees or anything. It's played all over the world. It's played on sand. It's played on grass. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we've been playing it here for a long time, and we've always wanted to take a tour and maybe go to a tournament somewhere else. Yeah. And this year I decided, okay, well, we're not going anywhere, so I'll try to host one at the school. And uh, I was going to make it a charity event, though. Uh-huh. And so it's working? Well, so far, it's actually going to be on December 15th, and I'm working hard to promote it and get the teams in. And We've got a group coming from the American Community School in Abu Dhabi, and the Dubai Academy here in Dubai is also going to send a team over. And So it'll be great. It's, it's really more than a, a Frisbee tournament, though. It's going to be a, a family fun day for the, for the community. And, um, and so if someone wanted to come and watch, could they do it? It's a, yeah, what I would say is just get in contact with me at the school. How do we get in contact with you, Scott? Well, uh, probably email would be a, a simple way. Okay, email um, address? Sure. Uh, my email is s Harrington. That would be s h e r r i n g t o n at asd dot s c h dot a e. So and that's, that's a inter- long address. So it, it, the the ultimate the other approach is James at arnonline.com and I'll forward you, I'll forward you the the coordinates. But if I mean if you want to find out more about that and you want to find out more about the you know how they're raising some funds to help uh, the funds to help support the trip well, or is this, this to help support? Well, this is actually um, an effort to raise money for a middle school. Well, not okay. a middle school, but a school. Um, charity organization that I've developed in support of the St. Alphonsus uh, uh, organization that my kids work with in India. So it's called the Friends of St. Alphonsus. Okay, and so you're, let, let's just jump into that right now. You're taking the whole family. What, what are you going to do? How long are you going for and what are you going to do there? What's what's the plan? Well, the plan is, is that uh, I want to, number one, share my amazing experience in northern India with my family. Okay. Um, my wife's never been to India. My children have never been to India. My are they a little? Are they a little? I mean, I'm sure they're excited. My wife definitely was anxious, and she's warmed up considerably over time. Um, you know, because it is a remote part of India. It's not the sort of typical. And, and if trip. anyone's wondering, Suzanne Harrington is a jazzercise guru here in Dubai. So you may have seen Suzanne doing jazzercise or being part of one of her classes. And uh, yeah. you know, we're we're still working on. I'm still working on her for an all Shania jazzercise set, but. The that doesn't seem really. I didn't realize that. I'll remind her. I've got I've got the Indian version of all of her music as well. So any time I, I can just imagine her doing a jazzercise uh, class up there. I mean, I, I, well, that would be uh, quite a feat because uh, with, when you consider it's seven thousand feet higher than here, you have substantially well, so less this is, oxygen. Exactly. So you're, you're taking the family. You're going for how long? Well, we're going to spend a total of I think it's twelve days. Our Christmas break uh, is about two weeks and. 
between our transit and going and coming. We're going to have that amount of time. We're going to spend the bulk of it at the <clears throat> St. Alphonsus place. Um, we're also going to spend some time uh, in Darjeeling itself okay. at the uh, the little Tibetan-run family hotel that I take the students to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to enjoy the sights and sounds of Darjeeling for a couple days. Mm. Um, but basically, we're going there. We're going there to, to do service. I, I'm going there with my family because I, I value the experience. I want to expose them to it. Um, I want my kids to get up at 5 in the morning uh, as the bell rings and uh, rise and shine with these young kids who work there and, and milk a cow for an hour or something or, <laughs> or clean out the... Uh, so there's going to be no videos there's gonna be no game boys there's gonna be no you know car rides there's gonna be no heading to the pool no no nothing nothing quite like that it's it's a simple place uh it's a very cozy homey place i mean it, it like i say gathers people from all over and and they sponsor kids to uh hmm. to to live and work there and they put them through school and uh they help them that way and that's really what this tournament was about was raising money so that we could <clears throat> they sponsor about 150 kids, um, and uh, I'm hoping to sponsor about 50 of those kids. And wow. when ASD does that or when the Friends of St. Alphonsus does that, that means they can spend that money maybe rebuilding this community center they've been trying to build and it's been <laughs> getting destroyed by Mother Nature quite incessantly mm-hmm. here with the monsoon this year. But I feel really good about doing it um, from a family point of view, okay. I realize it will be challenging. And so you're not raising money for yourself. I mean, you're, you're oh, no, covering no. your own. You're going your own. Absolutely, um, yeah. yes, yeah. So we're raising money to support this place, and and I my my goal is really is you see I've got students who have been on this trip for a couple. You know, they were on it last year. They were on it the year before, and they were moved by it and engaged by it sufficiently that now they're kind of like my alumni, hmm. and I can bring those guys back in. And our school has a community service component that's part of their graduation requirements. Okay. We got, I think we got a caller here. Let's see. Uh, uh, hello. Is anyone there? Hello. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Who am I speaking to? This is uh, Habib. Hello, Habib. What, what, what do you think? I think it's fantastic, actually. I think our friend there... Uh, he's, uh, you know, Kipling said, East is East and West is West, yep. and never shall the twain meet. Mm. And our friend in the studio is making it meet. Yeah. And sharing and learning is very important, I think, for children. I think, I think one of the things Scott said was that, you know, he, they, he takes people there, he's going there, he, they learn, the people who are in, uh, at the center learn, but he learns, and, and the, the, you know, the people he's taking are learning as well. It's a, it's a, it's a learn-learn situation. Exactly, and, and, and development of the children mm. who are growing up, and they see the other side of the world, which yeah. is poverty. Yep. And uh, I, I hope he drinks a lot of tea at Darjeeling. <laughs> I, I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if I continue, you know, the best way for development of, uh, of, of a child is to make him work with his hands. Mm. And uh, he knows the value of life. And knowing value of life, he learns to value others as he would, as he would value himself. And prepare the children for an experience. I think uh, uh, our friend in the studio has prepared the children for an experience because uh, I hope they don't get culture shock, you know? I, I, well, I wonder, there must be a degree of that when, when you get out of the cars, when you get off the buses, whatever, and you get there, Scott, there, there must be a, a huge culture shock. And, and what are you thinking about your, I mean, your daughter's just going to be turned five. Yeah. That's going to be a huge culture shock. Right. Well, I, I recognize that. And certainly with the, the school students that we take, we, we spend uh, the better part of a year preparing them for their experience and, and trying to create the uh, learning environment before the trip mm. uh, so that they are 
you know, ready and, and uh, able to, to take on that because, sure, it, it is different. It's profoundly different. You, you, you do see stuff that you just simply won't see uh, in, in Dubai, and, and that's one of the, the things we look at is cultural preparation for our students. Mm. As far as my family goes, you know, I, I started that the other night. We, we watched the, the film uh, about Mother Teresa, who's a contemporary of Father Abraham who runs this place, and uh, it was great. We're going to go through Calcutta. Okay. Um, we're going to have that sort of connection, and um, I want them to see that, you know, and it, it, it brings up... The issues relating to poverty and wealth, the issues relating sure. to, you know, uh, culture, religion, ethnicity, yeah. language. Uh, I mean, th- these to me, I am a huge fan of experiential learning. One mm-hmm. of the, the greatest quotes that I ever heard was, is that, you know, it's not so much what you learn, but you learn to think. And I think the best way we can learn to think really is by, like like the guest uh, uh, commentator here has said, you know, getting in there with your hands and getting um, actual firsthand experience doing stuff. And, and, and that's what this program's about. And Scott, I would like to suggest something. Sure. Uh, let, I mean, you're taking all the children there. Why don't you ask them to keep a logbook of the achievements over there? And that would become a sort of a part of their life, which they can always look back into. And the most important factor, I think you're doing just a fantastic job. Uh, wholly support you, and uh, this particular experience will uh, will be a, a positive factor in their life uh, when they see all that, and when uh, as they are growing up, they will learn to be human and humane, and uh, in, in the brother of sharing and developing. And I think uh, uh, you are also going indirectly also in uh, putting in the children uh, a respect for life and peace. Because that place where you're going is very peaceful, and uh, I think uh, it's just fantastic. Because uh, I well go with enthusiasm and Thank go you. with positivity. Yeah, you bet we will. Thank you for your uh, comments. And go singing, you know. <laughs> you know any nursery rhymes? Yeah, we we actually will be singing on a nightly basis <clears throat> with these uh, young kids at the center. That's one of the things that they do is they share a lot through song and they do a lot of acting and campfires. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, what about, do you know any nursery rhymes? Yes, we do. But I was talking with my wife the other day. We're, we're going to have to get our uh, bags ready and filled with a lot of uh, tricks and things to share uh, as we work with these young kids and their Playing families. musical chairs. Sorry, I'm butting in. My apologies. <laughs> That's okay, Habib. Uh, but uh, I'm going to ask Scott uh, into giving us a nursery rhyme. If he can give us a twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> You want me to sing it? Yeah, please. I mean, why not? I, I'm a child. You're singing to me. All right. Well, I guess this is a, a first here. Yeah. Twinkle, a... twinkle, little star, like a I diamond w- on the oh, sky. Oh, I wonder what you are. Yeah, you're right. I, I messed up. <laughs> hey, Let's Abib. go together. Let's go together. Let's have fun. Uh, Abib, I, I, I hate to cut you off, but the phones are lighting up here, and uh, it's 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 okay. You've really you've really given us some some nice food for thought. Thank you I very much for calling. I think it's just fantastic. Oh, thank you very much, Abib. We'll talk and to you again soon. We'll do. We'll do. Good Take night. Care. Good night. Okay, right, bye. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation, 600-1499 is the telephone number. We need to take a quick break. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back. Nightline, in association with KM Properties, a member of Knowledge Management. 
only on Dubai Eye 103.8. And we're back. This is Nightline. I am James Pikeway. We're talking with Scott Harrington, who is taking his family to Darjeeling. He's taking them to the St. Alphonse Social and Agricultural Center for, uh, he's taking them to Northern India for about 12 days over the Christmas holidays. And they are going to be involved in the community. They are going to, uh, they're going to they're gonna make a difference. And his, his children are young. They're, they're under 10. And his, his wife has warmed up to it. And they could be here in Dubai at Ski Dubai on the beach enjoying uh, the holidays with all the gifts and the food and whatnot. And, and they are choosing on their own buck, on their own Durham, to go and, uh, and do something different. Uh, we have a caller. Hello. Welcome to the program. And we, we had a caller. Uh, if you're trying to get through, I promise we'll work through your calls. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Lawrence. Lawrence. What do you think? Uh, what do I say? Yeah. You know, we had first the great Mahatma that came into the country uh-huh. from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And we had Mother Teresa coming in, yep. doing something for the people in India, in yep. Calcutta. Yep. Now we have Scott going to Darjeeling. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm working on me, a... Believe me, uh, I think Scott is eating all the cake himself. <laughs> right? uh, he should... Uh, uh, you should, you know, give something for the people here also to help out, which would really help these poor people. I think the main the main aim in going there is, you know, like to help these poor kids to yeah. to, to become something in life. If, if you could go, would you go? Uh, of course I would go. Yeah. More, more than going, if I could help these kids, yeah. you know, being here and trying to help them mm. in some way what I can, I think that would be much more than going there, you know. Yeah, I th- I think part of what what Scott's doing is when they take the you know take a small group. We were t- actually talking off air, and I, I asked Scott. I said, "Well, how how often do do the, does the St. Alphonse Center get visitors?" And you and Scott, you were saying, <clears throat> "Well, yeah, I mean it it it's been around for close to fifty years, and people from all over the world have been supporting it." But what the the leader, Father Abraham, told me when I was there was how special it was that we actually made it to visit them. And uh, he, he just commented that, you know, it, it is a remote part of the world. It's not your everyday destination. And mm. it's pretty rare that people are able to get there that are supporting the place. And, yeah. and that's what makes it so special for me yeah. is that I have this association with it through our school program. And now it's very much on a personal level wanting to take my family there. So... <clears throat> I think we're all engaged and want to help, and sometimes we do that anonymously. Um, you know, you, you make a contribution and you help Lebanon or you do something yeah. for the sure. tsunami. And and now we're able to do that firsthand, and, and I think that's when learning and when experience is, is most powerful. See, what's the, what's the greatest thing is that when, when you give something to somebody who doesn't have, mm. right, and you see the, the satisfaction on that person's face, I think that's the best best thing you can ever see. Yeah, I agree. Right? It, it's a special moment when, when that occurs. I mean, if once you do that and you, you see the happiness on the opposite side, believe me, none of the, none of the bank accounts or none of the money or diamonds or whatever mm. can give you that satisfaction that that gives you. Yeah. So what, what I was suggesting is in case you still have time, you're going for Christmas, we have very wealthy people staying in Dubai who can always pocket a little bit of money, you know, to you. And make, you know, those kids out there a little more. You could take, instead of taking one gift, you could have taken two gifts. So you mm. could in, 
instead of satisfying 20 villages, you could have 40 villages which you could satisfy. Yeah. Yeah, and well, something I think, be done on this. Yeah, <clears throat> Lawrence, I, I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off, but I got the lines going here. I, 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 excellent uh, ideas, and thank you for your comments. And uh, I'll pass along, you know, as usual, if, if you want to get in touch with Scott, he's got a long email address. But if you email me, james at arnonline.com, I'll pass you on all the information you need to get in touch with Scott, and you can have the conversation with him. Thank you very much, Lawrence. Thank you. We'll Thank talk you. to you again. Okay. Bye. Bye. If, uh, if anyone out there, I mean, there's another, um, we have a text message that says, I'm a 26-year-old, not a student, and would love to go along. I, is there any way that I can pay the charges and join? Um, again, send me at james at arnonline.com. Send me your details. I'll put you in touch with Scott. He can talk to you about, about what it's all about, about how you do it, about how it can be done. Put you in touch with the people there. Uh, when I, if, you, if you send me an email, I'll give you the email address of, of the center as well. You can talk to them directly. There's, there's lots of opportunity, and, and I think what makes, what makes what Scott's doing interesting is that uh, you know, it's, it's gone from being an academic exercise, in a sense, week without walls, and now you're, you're incorporating your family. You're, taking, you're, you know, you're, you're moving, moving it to another level. And, and as you said, hopefully when you come back and you tell the story, in fact, what I would love to do is I'd like to get the whole family in here when you come back. Right. I'd yeah. love to get Suzanne <clears throat> sitting here. I'd love to get your boys sitting here. And uh, maybe we'll have to tape it a, a little earlier hour because 8 o'clock is pretty late. But, uh, you know, get them in here. I'd love, to, I'd love to be able to let the entire listening population hear what they think and what, the, what they learned or what they saw, how they felt. Um, hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my children are very excited about the experience. We're working with their classroom teachers to find ways to make, you know, good connections. There's going to be a lot of pen pal letters being done. There's going to be videos being made. There's other service uh, opportunities and fundraising happening within their classrooms. And and that's pretty exciting. And it's good for the teacher, too, because they find a meaningful connection uh, to what they're doing. So it really is a, a positive experience. And I'm I'm thrilled to be uh, hmm. you know in a position where I can do it. I think that's the key. You're you're in a position where you can do it. And I think we're I think many of us are in a position where we could do it if we wanted to do it. And and you're one of those rare people who has said I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean when I left last year, I I was actually so impacted um, by my personally as a leader of this trip mm-hmm. so impacted that I, I literally came back and asked my boss you know can I have a have a year off and, and take my family and he's like well you know that that doesn't factor into my experience now but it it, it was telling to me and to him that this is a special opportunity yeah. and 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 this is you know on the grand scheme of things uh, uh, for me it's it's what it's all about right now because I I know that um, exactly what's going to happen with that money i know exactly where it's going to go i'm going to give it to them personally yeah. and uh the, the the money that we raise will will directly benefit these people and and that's that's a great feeling yeah. you know hmm. scott we have a caller if you want to join in, in the conversation by all means 600-1499 you can sms us at 4001 hello welcome to the program hi james it's Faye again hi hello. scott hello um i just think it's marvelous what you're doing um and i know that you've had uh experiences before with with uh, your your group your team um as a volunteer coordinator in the states for four years and there is nothing that volunteers can't do with uh, um you know a lot of enthusiasm a lot of energy and yes i agree a little money uh what the previous caller was saying is a great idea to try to generate um interest here or uh you know maybe raise a few more 
your homes in cash, which I'm sure will go astray. Um, but if people are, are fired up about this but can't uh, find it in their schedule to make this long journey, they could. there's so many things that they could do to volunteer uh, closer to home. They could, you know, donate clothes. They could help neighbor mow the lawn. Um, they could babysit. They could uh, volunteer at the animal shelters. Um, there's, there's so many things in mm. the world that rely on volunteerism. And uh, even if it's just the littlest thing, uh, just a, a random kindness, uh, it, volunteering is, I think, the backbone of society. And I'm just worried that the, the youth of the UAE um, are, are growing up to be uh, a little pampered. Um, I want this. How come I can't have that? My friends have the best and the biggest and the newest. Um, and, and I think it's just wonderful what you're doing, showing these kids uh, a different side of life. I won't say a worse side, because uh, a lot of people may feel that to have less is to be happier, more content. Uh, if they don't know what it's like to have MP3 players and skateboards and videos, uh, they probably don't want them. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's just how people are raised, and I think you're uh, really doing a great thing by taking kids and opening their eyes to what life could be and uh, uh, how life could be improved for whole communities, not just children their own age. Thank you very much, Faye. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you again very soon. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> hey, no, you can You can stay on your soapbox as long as you want, and, and get Pat up there, too. All right, I will. <laughs> we'll talk to you again. Bye. Bye. 600-1499 is our telephone number. This is this is Dubai Eye, 103.8. This is Nightline. It's four minutes to nine if you're stuck in traffic or if you're looking at your clock and you're trying to figure out where you need to be. We've got Scott Harrington sitting here. He's taking his family to India to, uh, to not just... Uh, to visit uh, as a vacation, but to actually get involved in some communities and and possibly, I, I mean, I'd love to find, I'd love to hear more about the Pony Express. I mean, I, I could just see uh, there's a Pony Express uh, piece to to what they do there. But if if you want to get in touch with Scott, he's got a, a great long email. Just send your email to me, James at arnonline.com. I'll bounce his email and uh, website stuff to you. If you want to get involved, there's uh, the the ultimate frisbee tournament you're going to be having. Uh, there's other things that uh, if if you've got questions, if if you've got, uh, if you if you want to make donations, I mean, if you've got something you want to you want to talk about getting over there, talk to Scott. Uh, as he said, what's the name of your, your group? Is Friends of Saint Alphonsus? That's what I've called it. We're we're the Friends of Saint Alphonsus, uh, and really, it's anyone, including the students that I've taken yeah. in the past, the staff that I work with at the American School, uh, the kids that I'll be taking this year friends and family. Yeah. Um, anyone can be a friend of Saint Alphonsus. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to talk to Scott hear about his experiences, uh, you know, share something with him, james at arnonline.com. Not trying to gatekeep, just making an easy address for you to uh, send stuff to, and, and I promise I will uh, forward you uh, in a timely fashion all those, uh, all those addresses. Scott, we got another caller. Let's, uh, Great. let's see who's here. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, James, it's Brenda, fellow Canadian. How long I've tried to get through to your line. Hey, you've made it. I finally made it. Congratulations. Um, so this is this is the all-Canadian uh, table right now. It is, actually. And I don't know, when you had the gentleman um, on the other night... Peter, Peter uh, Doglish? Yeah, yeah, I actually sent a text message um, about some good I was doing, actually, in Dubai. And 
think this is wonderful that you have, um, you know, people on indicating how good they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think it might be, I don't know, a, a little theme thing of maybe people sending in emails to you, yeah. uh, indicating what they're doing good, maybe in Dubai, maybe contributing outside, and yeah. maybe for a week having a guest panel or something, you know, where people can voice what they're doing and maybe either if they're helping for a charity or... It sounds like a fabulous idea. Something like that. It could, you know, help gain some concern or something. You know, I my contribute to Dubai is I rescue animals that have been hmm. beaten or yeah. are left on the road to die or abandoned. Um, well, one of the, one of the, Brandon, I'm just going to, you know, jump in. One of the things we're, we're going to start doing on a monthly basis is actually have a live panel where we're going to uh, convene at one of the hotels in the city and have an actual live nightline, if you can believe. And this would be one of, this would be a great issue to get together, get you and, and other people together. Drop me the email with your, with all your contact details and uh, let's, let's continue that conversation. And uh, let's see how we can make it work. Definitely. Oh, fantastic. And if anyone else is out there who would like to get involved in, you know, in sharing these things, I mean, we all, I, I post most things up on the old blog site, dubainightline.blogspot.com. And uh, if you want to, you know, it's, it's open to comments there as well. So you can, you can chime in if anyone wants to do that. Dubainightline.blogspot.com is, uh, I, I put, pretty much post whatever we do each night as a, a rolling record of, uh, of the program. And anyway, just one final note, yep, I'm please. sure a million people are trying to get in. Um, James, I think the show is fabulous. Well, it thank you very much. It me on my three-hour journey home. Oh, sorry to uh, hear that you got that wicked that's, ride. That's okay. At least your show is on the air. Excuse me. I find some humor in people that call in in comments and find some knowledge in some people as well. Oh, great. So uh, I just want to say congratulations and keep up the good work. Thank you very much, and we'll talk okay. to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Good night. 600-1499 is our telephone number. You can SMS us at 4001. We've got to take a very quick break. We'll be uh, right back. Nightline in association with KM Properties, a member of Knowledge Management. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. And we're back. 600-1499 is our telephone number here at Nightline. You can SMS us at 4001. The question or the issue we're dealing with tonight is we've got Scott Harrington, teacher at the American School of Dubai, who uh, who has been working with a, a program called the Week Without Walls for, for some time now, for four years. He's been taking a group of students every year to India to uh, not just tour around and, and do the, the fun stuff, but also to get involved in communities that are, are far more uh, uh, in need than the communities these students are coming from. And, and what provoked me to, to ask Scott to come in was that he's now taken his family there, his entire family. He's, he's got young children, and they're going for a, a couple of weeks stint to get involved in this community and, and make a difference. And, uh, and, and, and so the, you know, the whole issue is just, as we've been talking about over the last weeks, uh, doing something, but not just talking about it, actually doing it. And Scott's one of those guys who's here in Dubai, who's, who's got a pretty good life. And, and he's saying, you know, hey, I got something I can give back. And, uh, and he's, he's doing it in a, in a pretty substantial way. We've got another caller. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, who are we speaking to? Um, this is Nasreen. Hello, Nasreen. You're you're with us in the on on Nightline. Uh, Scott's listening in. What what do you want to bring to the program tonight? Um, I got the tail end of the story as I'm coming home from work. Okay. Um, but I just want I just want to share my experience because I grew up as an expat in Kuwait. Okay. Um, and now I have kids and I live here. Okay. And I know that throughout my experience living in Kuwait, living a nice life, mm. um, you know, very well-traveled, um, you know, I, I didn't really get the exposure of what real life was about. 
until I went to uni back home. Okay. And in one of my sociology class, um, one of the professors said, you know, she, she divides the classes into different community work. Okay. Um, and she put me near the area where it was the garbage collectors back in Egypt. Okay. Which is a huge community. And it's a totally different side of Egypt that I've never known about. Hmm. And that gave me the real feel of what different, different people are experiencing. Okay. Uh, and if anything, it developed for me, a, you know, a whole different appreciation to my country, which I came from, which, I mean, I'm, very, you know, I'm a very proud Egyptian, but I didn't really know much other than the vacation that I spent back home. Right. And from there on, I did a lot of community work back home, back to any, anywhere that I've lived, be in the UK or in the States. And now this is what I want to give to my kids um, here. They're age nine and four. Mm-hmm. And I want to share that with them. And it would be great if Scott has some other affiliation other than the American school, because not all of this is American school. Right. Um, and, you know, how can we get involved? <clears throat> well, good question. I mean, certainly this particular organization that we work with on our, our Week Without Walls program would welcome visitors from anywhere. Um, and, and they do uh, occasionally, as I understand, get visitors from, from across the world. Certainly Canada is one of the places that they come from because that's where uh, the leader of it uh, originated from. But um, I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, we're we're very privileged at the American School to to have the support of the administration to do a program like this. And um, a lot of listeners may be out there and say, "Well, that's great, but what can I do?" And I guess, like James has already indicated, if 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 you'd like, I can certainly get you the information to contact this particular organization. Um, would it be possible for you to go there? Absolutely. I, I can't see why not. You know, whether you're there for a few days or a couple of weeks like we are or or even longer um, I guess everyone's circumstance would be different and interest and expectation but there would be that opportunity and you know there's a lot of great things going on all over the world and and more and more there's there's a culture of that being promoted here in Mm -hmm. Dubai and um, you know for me this is this is easy because I've already made connections. This is part of my life as a teacher, and uh, now I'm extending that into my, my personal life because I value it so much. Absolutely. Hey, thank you very much for your call. Thank you, James. We'll talk to you again. Good night. Definitely take care. Bye. You too. 600-1499 is our telephone number. You can SMS us at uh, 4001 if you have some comments. And and if you'd like to get in touch with Scott, um, Ruby says, uh, said, can you send me Scott's email? Ruby, it's, it's much easier if actually you send me an email and I'll bounce it back to you, james at arnonline.com, given the way the, uh, the the text system works here. If you send it, me an email, I, I definitely will send you his information and uh, that of the center that he gets involved with, and, and you can take it from there. Hello, welcome to the program. We lost that line. Uh, this is, you know, that was the one I hung up on. Um, if I've hung up on you, I'm absolutely sorry. Do not intend to do that. Uh, hello, welcome hello. to the program. Yeah, this is Harry. I guess. Hey, Harry, that you've you're, you've lucked out because I've hung up on you twice now. So it's all right. It's all right. Firstly, you know, uh, I wanted to tell you that my my daily uh, trip from eight onwards is totally uh, dominated by your nightline. Oh, that's that's great news to hear. I, I, it's great, actually, listening to your uh, program. Well, thank you very much. Actually, we had uh, Peter Daglish, and then we have Scott, mm. two excellent uh, people who have committed their lives to such beautiful work. Mm. 
And the third thing I wanted to tell you is, uh, if, if we are in touch with such people, you know, in India who are helping out these kind of uh, kids and uh, promoting a very experiential, you know, hmm. uh, charitable job. And uh, slowly the program that you're actually hosting is taking in a very spiritual line, you know. It has. We are it, very, very o- happy about it. Over the last few weeks, it definitely has gone that way, hasn't it? And it's uh, not intentional. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, we'll, we'll head back to traffic before too long. But it, it definitely has, has gone this, uh, you know, personal introspective uh, thinking about what you're doing and why you're doing it. It's, uh, I don't it's know. Really maybe elevating. It's, uh, maybe it's the uh, Ramadan effect coming in. You know, we're, we're getting, we're coming into, into the second, uh, or sorry, Eid. We're coming into the second Eid. And, yeah. and maybe it's the time of year. I don't know. Uh, but really, uh, I mean, uh, it's really helping us uh, drive. Uh, whenever we're driving and hearing you, we feel, you know, excellent about the whole thing. Hey, we've got a program here which is raising our spirits to, uh, to an extent that we forget the traffic and you're really doing a yeoman service to to the entire public here at large who are hearing your station. I want to congratulate you tremendously for this thing. And uh, my real, uh, you know, my, uh, I really hats off to Scott and Peter and all these people that uh, do something for the human humankind who really need it. Harry, I really, uh, I'm really touched by your program. Thank you very much, Harry. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. If you want to get in touch with Scott or 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 me, uh, the easiest way to get in touch with Scott, though, given his his fairly long email address, is James at arnonline.com. And I do actually respond to every email that's sent. Uh, and if you've got comments, great. If you want information, great. If you've got a critique, great. Send the email. Um, you know, my day job uh, during the day, I'm a professor, so I'm I'm very uh, very uh, tuned on to getting criti- criticism and critique, uh, and and actually enjoy it. So. Uh, if you need to get, well, if you'd like some more information, 600-1499 is the way you can call us. You can SMS at 4001, or you can email james at arnonline.com. We need to take yet another very quick break, and we'll be right back. This is Dubai Eye 103.8 News. Scotland Yard is investigating claims a former Russian security agent was poisoned during a secret meeting in London. Talk. The criticisms about productions that come here from elsewhere is they're not quite the real thing, that somehow they're diluted. You guys are going to get our top-running touring shows that will come there. It's the real deal. Sport. We currently have no plans to run Mika alongside Alonso next year, so the mystery continues, but if I was a betting man, I would say not. Dubai I 103.8 News Talk Sport This is Nightline with James Pikeaway in association with KM Properties, a member of Knowledge Management. Only on Dubai I 103.8. And we're back. 600-1499 is our telephone number. You can SMS us at 4001. I'm talking with Scott Harrington about taking his family to India to actually get involved in a community there. Uh, they're not staying at the Hilton. They're going to stay in Darjeeling for a little bit at the Darjeeling Tourist something hotel? or Actually, we're staying at the Deckling Hotel. Deckling Hotel. It's and then a Tibetan family. And then uh, when, they're, when you're actually at the center, you're going to live at the center. Online right now is uh, Scott's oldest son. And uh, Nathan, are you there? Yep. Welcome to the program. Thanks. So here's the question for you. What, what do you think, what do you expect when you're going to get there? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Well, right now, I, I'm feeling really excited going there. Okay. 
And um, I can't wait to like learn all the like how they do all the square meter farming and all the like chopping gas and everything. Uh huh. How they do all that. You're 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 breaking up. Are you still there? I'm turning it off. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, you're you're gonna you're giving up your holiday though. Yeah, I guess so. But I think it's gonna be really fun. Okay. Uh, what do you think when you when you come back? How are you going to explain? What do, what do you think you're going to be able to tell to your classmates? What do you think you're going to be able to tell to your friends? Do you I think, think you, it was like a really good experience, and 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 that um like it's like good about, and you think that like even though they're like they they're so friendly and all that, mm. like my dad told me all about that, uh-huh. and like I like the way that they do everything and all that. Are your are your is your brother and sister equally as interested at this point, or are they thinking? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to be surprised by what they see? Yeah. Yeah. Really surprised? Um. Yes. <laughs> well, as I said to your dad, Nathan, one once you've come back, we're going to have the whole family in to the studio here, and we're gonna we're gonna debrief you and and share it with with the nation your experience in going to. Uh, you know, to India and and living in this village and and seeing what it's like in Tibet and and yeah. and, and Dar- sorry Darjeeling, seeing what it's like in Darjeeling and and just seeing a world that is completely different than what you're used to uh, in Jumeirah. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you very much for calling, Nathan. Nice talking with you, Nathan. Hey, Nathan, do you have anything else? Do you have anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to say? Um. It's really cool talking on online. Hey, well, I'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying it. We'll we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for calling. Bye. 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 If you want to get involved in this conversation, 600-1499, you can SMS us at 4001. Uh, Scott Harrington, teacher at the American School of Dubai, who's been doing a, a Week Without Walls program once a year. They take uh, for about a week's time, They uh, Week Without Walls, obviously that's the name, so it's for a week. Take a group of kids uh, to different parts of, of the world, usually somewhere within reasonable distance to here. I mean, reasonable distance as in about, well, I guess South Africa is not, you know, that's a good foot. Nine, yeah, that's, ten hour that's a long journey too. So, uh, but to to not only travel, but to get involved with communities and put into action the education that they've been learning in calculus and social studies and 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 whatever other classes they're uh, they're involved in. And and now you're you're putting it a step. You're taking it another another step, and you're actually taking your family. And as we just heard from Nathan, your oldest son, that you know he's really excited to to see the square meter farming, and he's been listening to what you've been saying. And I think you've infected him with the idea virus uh, that uh, you know he can make a difference at, at his very young age. And that's absolutely. And and that certainly was my hope is that they would they would come in with excitement and not foreboding or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but I mean, they're young, they're kids, and and they get excited about a lot of things, and and that's my experience. When you, when you take kids out of that sort of comfort level, they can thrive, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what's special about an opportunity like this. Yeah, it's really cool. We've got another caller, and I know that you've got to start thinking about getting ready to to head back to uh, head home and get ready for school tomorrow. So uh, we'll we'll try and wrap some of these up as uh, as we can here. Sure. Uh, hello, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing well. Who are we talking to? My name is Khalid. I'm Khalid. Khalid, it's great to yeah. hear from you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I was actually just uh, listen, listening in, and uh, I, I just have a, a question for. Uh, sorry, 
his name is Scott, right? Yeah, Scott Harrington. Scott, yeah, Scott. Hi. Yeah, uh, how you doing? I just wanted to know, uh, I mean, this, ty- this type of work, I mean, I've done work, uh, I've done this type of uh, work before, I mean, where, where, you know, we go out on these uh, sort of trips. Uh, I was wondering, are you documenting uh, your trip in any way? I mean, uh, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, uh, sort of producing a sort of documentary on, on, on your trip? Well, nothing quite so formal, but certainly we do documentate the the trips. Um, we'll we'll produce a, a video uh, for the students, and uh, with today's technology, that's that's pretty uh, fun and entertaining, and all the rest. We, we've got lots of pictures and stuff, and we do try to showcase the program for the community. We have uh, an extravaganza, I guess you could call it, at the culminating. Uh, uh, gathering at our school where all the trips come back and we invite the parents Definitely. and we, I mean I mean I, I would think you know uh, you know you know such trips that you know should it, it deserves like you know good publicity um, and uh, you know uh, I mean I mean I, 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 I the reason why I'm asking is just uh, I had a trip to Afghanistan myself uh, a couple of weeks ago on, uh, de- on 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 some of the demining activities going down there and wow. and uh, yeah uh, with with the uh, organization called Roots for Peace and uh, you know we did we we we, uh, we we took we got a lot of great shots you know and we actually did a sort of like we produced a documentary like a on the spot documentary like a scriptless documentary hmm. if you will and uh, and you know the reason why I'm asking is like you know uh, you know I wouldn't mind myself doing some pro bono work for for. For, for for you know for your trip you know if you guys wow. are interested well that's that's a that's a nice suggestion and certainly we we do want to uh you know capture the the essence of the trip and in, like i say in today's world that yeah. that's so easily done um, Call it the, yeah, the easiest way to get in touch with scott and if anyone out there is interested uh, you know for has further interest in what scott's doing or what what the group's doing what they're doing what's what's going on uh where they where the center is is send me an email james at arnonline.com i'm not gatekeeping my email address is easier than his and, <laughs> and i'll forward you scott's information and you can get in touch with him and have the have sounds that conversation good, sounds good. and sounds uh good. you know the other thing Khaled is uh, Brenda called in earlier and she's talked about you know there's a lot of people doing different things and and uh, Matthew Johnson the program director has, uh, has indicated that we're going to actually take uh, the show on the road once a month and it would be great to be able to get a bunch of, uh, of people like yourself who've been out there doing some things in this case with landmines and get you into into a, a, a studio uh, we're doing it at a hotel where we can you know talk about these things with a studio audience and, and enlighten the rest of the community what we're all doing Oh, definitely, so definitely. if you drop me the email, uh, we'll be back in touch. It's james at arnonline.com. Online.com. Okay, thanks Great. a lot. Hey, talk Great. to you again. Thank you, Khaled. Yeah, Thank you. Guys. Bye. Um, 600-1499 is our telephone number. You can SMS us at 4001. Got an SMS in that says uh, Emirates Road to Sharjah is blocked. Even Al-Kale Road to Emirates Road is blocked. If you're on trying to get to either of those roads and you have a chance to find a, an alternate route, which means the at this point, if you're trying to get to Emirates Road and you're trying to find Mount Kale Road, then you've got to take the bypass road, which means you need to be heading towards Alain. Uh, you know, just know that you're going to be blocked. Nick has asked, what are we talking about? Nick, we're, we're talking, I've got in studio um, Scott Harrington, who's a teacher at American School of Dubai, who uh, we've, I've asked him to come in because he's taking his whole family to, uh, to, to Darjeeling, but actually to the St. Alphonsus Social and Agricultural Center in India uh, to, to get involved in this community. And, and this center, I mean, they have all sorts of projects. I mean, they're doing uh, um, homes for the homeless. They're doing a reforestation projects. They're doing biogas projects, gas stove and pressure 
pressure cooker project to, to help alleviate uh, deforestation. Uh, they've got a Pony Express. They've got student marketing. They do things with bamboo. They do things with hollow blocks. They do things with compost, square meter farming, handbags, mushroom farming, and all on the backs of the community. And, uh, you know, asking people, uh, some people contribute stuff, some people go there. Uh, but it's, it's all about empowering the community. So instead of giving a handout, allowing them to do it for themselves and to create sustainable um, businesses, sustainable growth within the community so that uh, down the road they don't have to depend on, on other people. And it's, it's a long-term project and it's a long-term project of change. And uh, so Scott's taken his whole family there over the, the holidays. And so that's what we've been talking about for the last hour and a bit is, um, you know, we, we live this sheltered life in Dubai and we all, I mean, we, we all, we're always talking about doing some things and we, we don't hear a lot of those voices. More and more we're getting those voices here on, on Nightline. And uh, so I thought it'd be interesting to, to have Scott in and uh, to hear his story. And, and what I'd really love to do, and uh, Nathan seems up for it, is uh, now we just got to get Suzanne interested, is once they come back, to bring them back into the studio, let them debrief a little bit and then have the whole family talking about their experience and what they saw and and what they learned and what they think and uh, I think it could be very interesting the the imagery that's coming from Scott's eyes and the imagery that's going to come from say Nathan's eyes as a as a nine-year-old yeah that's a that's a that's an exciting invitation we'll look forward to doing something like that and again if you want to we're getting why isn't there any community work done in the in the UAE well you know I don't have a a, a, a detailed answer on that. I think it, when we started this program 10 years ago, Week Without Walls service was a big part of it, and we didn't have a lot to do here, and, yeah. and that's kind of where we rationalize going overseas. Someone else uh, down there I see wrote a, wrote a text, why India? Well, India is one of many places that we, we go to. The reason we go to India right now is because we were formerly going to Nepal, and, and that sort of shut down, and, mm. and thankfully it, it's probably on the rebound now. And uh, we ended up trying to get the same type of experience in India that we were doing in Nepal, and that's why we ended up there. But really, we could end up anywhere. Um, we can apply our curriculum and, and the objectives related to it to any destination, and, and we do it locally here too. Some kids... Uh, don't opt for uh, an international trip. We have local options within the UAE, and, and sometimes we have regional options as well. So um, we we do do this in different places for different reasons. Mm. And a lot of it, I mean, I have a, an interest in the mountains and Himalayan culture, and other people have an interest in, you know, ancient civilizations, and other people have yeah. an interest in, you know, Asian, Southeast Asian culture. I, I look at it as it's the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of opportunities. You guys have chosen to go one direction, but there are a lot of schools here. And, uh, there, you know, there's an opportunity for, say, schools that, I uh, mean, you're, you know, make no bones about it. There's some of the students, many of the students who are at your school are very privileged. It's, a, it's not the cheapest school on the block. Yeah, um, sure. And, and so you can, you know, it's possible for them to make that 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 trip there are a lot of other schools who could benefit from the similar kind of program and and possibly do it here in and the there future are. they're doing yeah. it too there and are other schools in dubai have have a similar program and it, it's really kind of a you know a new pillar to to schooling and education that uh you know there's this interest in getting beyond the classroom because it's so valuable yeah 
Scott, we've we've actually I've got to let you go. Sure. And uh, well, thanks for having me. Well, I thank, really appreciate. Thank the you for coming. And we we definitely um, again, if you want to get in touch with Scott, if you've got questions, if you've got observations, if you just want to wish him a you know good luck and and what he's doing, or if you want to find out how maybe you can bring a similar kind of uh, activities to your school, um, James at arnonline.com. I'm not gatekeeping. My email address is easier than his, and I will forward you all of that information. Uh, how you can get in touch with Scott and uh, and about the center that he's dealing with and and you can you can go from there scott we'll talk to you uh, when you come back with the whole family look forward to that thanks and, and thanks to the listeners for your attention this is nightline i'm james pikeway and we'll be back after these very short messages this is nightline with james pikeway in association with km properties a member of knowledge management only on Dubai Eye 103.8. And we're back. 600-1499 is our telephone number. You can SMS us at 4001. For the last hour and a half, we've been talking with Scott Harrington. Scott Harrington is a, a teacher at the American School of Dubai. And uh, Scott uh, is intimately involved with a program there called The Week Without Walls, where they take a, a number of students to a number of different places to, uh, to, to actually put the education that they're, they're dispensing at the school into action. And uh, they, you know, South Africa is a place. They've gone to Nepal in the past. And, and Scott takes a group of kids to India, just outside of Darjeeling, and they, they work in a center. In this case, it's the, uh, the St. Alphonsus Social and Agriculture Center that is making a huge difference uh, in this area where terraced farming has been the practice in the past, and they're they're trying to, to create change. They're trying to create sustainable change and uh, make things a little bit better. They're trying to empower the community with uh, marketing projects, with uh, with uh, business ideas, with with just learning. And the reason we had Scott in was Scott. Not only does he do this with students, but he's decided this year, uh, first time, is to take his family. And so they're going to go over their Christmas holidays, their winter holidays. They're going to go for uh, two weeks and get involved in the community. And so uh, we had him in, and he, he's talked about it. If you'd like to get in touch with Scott, if you were listening, uh, you'd like to learn more about the center, uh, it's, email me, james at arnonline.com, and I will pass you on all the details. I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. Simply, his email address is very long, and over the radio makes it hard to give out. But I will definitely forward you all of his contact details um, as always if you'd like to get in touch with us here 600-1499 you can sms us at 4001 um, it was you two before still haven't found what i'm looking for that we played uh, and uh you know, always an appropriate song here on nightline on dubai eye on 103.8 uh what do you think uh, some many comments come and say well why aren't we doing why aren't uh um why aren't we doing things in in the in the community here and I, I think scott said that's a good question and in the past they they hadn't they'd chosen to do things in other in other places part of it is probably the affluence uh the affluent nature of not affluence as in uh, the affluent nature of the uh, students at the american school um that they they could indeed afford to travel outside a country, but there are plenty of places in the Northern Emirates, as, as texts are coming in, say that could use this kind of service. Why is there, uh, isn't there any work being done in the, in the UAE? The student expats, as well as people, can participate locally as well. Totally agree. 100% valid point. And, and one of the things that we're, we're going to be starting to do very shortly 
with Nightline is, is once a month open up the, the phone in a, in a live forum context where we'll uh, uh, have an audience and have a panel and, and walk around. And one of those that we would love to do is uh, if, you're, if you're involved with uh, community work, if you're involved with helping the UAE Society, if you're uh, involved in the Emirates with uh, you know everything from cleaning up to uh, education to to whatever, to to come on in and uh, and get involved. And and if you want to do that, James at arnonline.com is the way to uh, to get an email from me, and we'll start that conversation. Um, Mm, 600-1499 is our telephone number, and you can SMS us at 4001. We're going to take a 180-degree turn here uh, for the next, for the end of the program, for about 25 minutes. And, uh, and, uh, and so uh, you can see I'm, I'm stumbling a little bit, not because I'm at a loss for words, as, uh, as, as everyone knows. Hold on a sec here. As I lean over here, you can, this is very professional radio, and if you've read anything that I've ever written about radio, you know that I've uh, at times been uh, rather critical of, of unprofessional radio. So pardon me for, for being that unprofessional person. But it, it, you'll know that tonight after this show, typically, the, uh, the Soyuz show comes on, and this is with Marina. Um, you, you said, what, do I, what are we calling Marina? We're calling you Miss Soyuz? <laughs> uh, Soyuz sister. The Soyuz sister. Oh, that's right. i got to look for the Soul Sister song. Um, <laughs> And, and you're, you're wondering, okay, have I run out of things? Why, why are we taking this 180-degree turn? With, uh, just an, another sort of angle uh, to go in. And Marina comes in every, you know, uh, every Monday. You come in and you do the Soyuz show after, after I leave. And we sort of cross paths. And I see the, the gang who, who comes in, and, and I listen to you on the way home. And, and you know, we, we exchange pleasantries, hellos and goodbyes, and have a good show. And, and I'm always... You know, we always say, wow, we need to, we need to talk more. We need to learn. And, and the one thing that I'm always interested in, and, and so I thought this is an opportunity to learn more. Now, and that I'm, I'm, when this is the Soyuz show, this is the, you know, the Russian music show, the Russian cultural show. And typically when we think Russia, we think of a negative thing. Why? Well, come on. <laughs> because of James Bond movies? Those, and we think of, we think of some th- other things that go on in the community that we don't, you know, when, people, people have a negative view. And, and, no way, James. Yeah, yeah, some people You're do. Wrong. Some You're people totally do. wrong. But, but. but however, how, we're going to however, turn it around 360 degrees. Well, 180. Tonight. Let's do it. And, and one of the things that I've always said, and we've talked about this, now my background is Ukrainian. My, my father's uh, parents are both Ukrainian. My mother's father was Russian. Okay. Now, do you think I speak any re- Ukrainian or any Russian? Of course not, because uh, good Ukrainian grandparents obviously spoke English to us all the time. That was a big mistake. I know. Huge. I know, but, but I have a fond loving for the food and uh you know we painted easter eggs and we've done all those things um but and i thought it would be interesting if we talked a little bit i mean we, we live in dubai mm-hmm. you go out to get something to eat we you know if you listen to the soyuz show it's interesting music mm-hmm. and uh you're, you're going to tell us a little bit more about that after and we'll throw on a track here or there absolutely but you know one of the things that i'm always thinking about is food <laughs> Russian food. It's good food. Okay. It's not diet food. No. But <laughs> yeah, and uh, Marina is shaking her head and smiling. And now, you know, and this isn't to say that Marina is, is uh, uh, full figured, to say the least. Uh, but this is, you know, Russian food and Ukrainian food, I mean, it's all coming from the same area, essentially. Good, heavy, fl- rich, yeah, full flavor. Rich, yeah. Yes. Creams and yes. onions and butters gravies, and gravies. And meat. And meat. And potatoes. Lots of fatty meat, too. Okay, now. Um, so, I, where do we go? Where do we, if I wanted to get, you know, 
butt in. Where do we go? Because I'll talk forever, you know, being a professor. Okay, before uh, before I start, um, since uh, we've learned about your Ukrainian roots, uh-huh. let me uh, um, let me ask you one question. Okay. Uh, what um, Ukrainian or Russian dishes did did your grandmother cook? Um, she would do the uh, the nice breads that were braided with. Uh, things on top we would do uh your typical cabbage rolls but not things that have meat in them so they were only Mm -hmm. with with rice and butter and onions and they were Mm -hmm. the size of size of a pinky finger she made tiny ones yeah i know what Um, it's called lots of herrings uh borscht with herring dumplings Mm -hmm. uh and uh i love your russian (laughs) (laughs) during the christmas time a wheat dish that had apples and walnuts in it and uh, uh you know all those kinds of things um, you know, it, and it, it's one of those things, my, you know, that the background, Ukrainian background in my family, you could walk into my grandmother. Now, my grandmother was a night owl. So go figure, I'm not a night owl. I'm a morning owl. I'm, I'm a morning okay, person, not okay. a night person. My grandmother would be up to all hours of the day. You could walk right. in. You could walk in on her. She wouldn't know you're there. Uh-huh. And within a couple of hours, a banquet would appear on a table. Wow. Yeah. And That's uh, what we call the art of taking care of the house. Yeah. You know, and it would be whatever. There'd be chicken. There'd be, you know, yes. a, a roast. There would be pulled out of the freezers. Phone calls made to, to friends and suddenly the all the food appears. Yeah. And uh, it's a very common thing for uh, uh, women in our countries. And, um, you know, I must clarify something before we start. Yeah. When we say... Uh, Russians or Russia, uh, we do not only mean people from the geographically uh, named, uh, from the country okay. which is geographically called Russia. Hmm. We are talking the CIS countries, okay. the former Soviet Union. And there are lots of links between the countries as well as between the hmm. people in these countries. And there are lots of families uh, in these countries, which have some of their members uh, right. to be citizens of Russia, some of them yeah. to be citizens of Ukraine, like in my family case, and some of them to be citizens of Kazakhstan, for example. Okay. You did a Kazakhstan show not too long ago, didn't you? Um, didn't you do music from Kazakhstan? Do, we do music from all over the CIS countries. We do not play one particular country music only. We do play music from uh, the Central Asian countries, mm. from Caucasus, from Ukraine, from Moldova, from Russia. Russia, you name it, we've got it. Hmm. And speaking of the food, yeah. yes, borscht is Ukrainian. Uh, it's a natively Ukrainian really? dish. It is. And I must say that um, uh, this is kind of measurement for the good housewife. Uh. Depends on how she cooks borscht. You know, People em- are going to evaluate how good she is and in you know, my, general. My grandmother was always like that if it didn't matter yes. where you went out for if it wasn't it didn't matter if it was borscht but if you went to a restaurant it didn't matter what she would order the soup and she said we'll judge the quality of the food but so before you ordered any food yes. she ordered the soup and absolutely and she would know and i guess that's a holdover from absolutely wow. yes and that's how we make a judgment on the housewife now, is it still like that now yes absolutely really? absolutely and lucky me i'm a very good cook when it comes to Bosch. Ah. <laughs> so, Marina has not I brought can go in. on test. <laughs> okay, well. <I'll... laughs> okay, but let me tell you a little bit of the history okay. of Bosch. 
Uh, borscht is the quintessential Ukrainian dish. It's uh, not only the most popular dish in all Ukraine, it's uniquely Ukrainian. Really? Yes. I'm learning something here. Other Slavic cultures and nations may have adopted borscht, but it originated in Ukraine. Wow. Borscht is a mildly tart vegetable soup in which beets predominate. Mm. And uh, generally, borscht contains many different ingredients, as many as 20. Wow. But every woman can have her recipe. You know, and obviously there is a general recipe, but okay. if you test borscht in different houses, it's gonna have different, fl- slightly different. Okay. Flavor. Aside from your house, um, if I want to go out and get a commercial bowl at a restaurant, where okay. where, where are you recommending I go? Uh, well, the restaurants didn't pay us for advertising. I know, but I, 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 uh, give, uh, give us I an idea. What I can say, there are a couple of nice yeah? restaurants in town. One is in Berdubai, and uh, one is in Deira, okay. and they are pretty. Yeah authentic Russians. Okay. Yes, and I'm pretty sure that those people who are interested in uh, Russian food, they may know. Hmm. Yeah. And um, coming back to Borscht, um, what I wanted to say, um, you know, when people talk about current situation in Ukraine, political situation, they say that there are even more variations of Borscht than political parties and movements in Ukraine. Really? Yes. Some say that a true Ukrainian borscht contains beans, either fresh or dried. But Ukrainian individualism... Uh-huh. Are you an individualist? Oh, <laughs> In a way. Yeah, I, sh- I suppose. <laughs> okay. So Ukrainian individualism being what it is, there are undoubtedly many other options on what continues a mm. true Borscht. Hmm. Yes. I, I like mine that with the with the herring dumplings in it, you know, just around around your pinky finger, a little bit of herring in there, yes. floating, and and then full of full of uh, sour cream. Absolutely <gasps> you, you gorgeous, could, oh, isn't it? But you know, you, you you eat that food and it tastes so. You know, this is you love this story. I had a, we used to have a, a great friend who would come over and we would we would uh, celebrate. Um, you know, have a giant meal around this time of mm-hmm. year, January. We'd have this great meal, and uh, you you know you've got a great meal on the table when the people who are eating the food start taking the food off the table. And we Absolutely. had a, we had a, a chef friend who came in, and, and it, this is you know farmhouse food. I always say yeah. yes when we put the bowls and the plates. Right. And, and Terry would uh, he'd look at me. I said Terry, what are you doing? Why are you taking the food off? He says because if I don't <laughs> take it off, I'm going to keep eating it, and I can't <laughs> eat anymore. So I'm cleaning your table because it's you know. And this is where the butter yeah. is dripping off everything. But yeah. I'm going to eat it tomorrow. Yeah. <sighs> do you know? By the way, do you know that uh, the the best test of borscht is uh, in the following day? Not on the day mm. when it's been cooked. I think all that food is like and, that. And uh, yeah, more more or less. Uh, but specifically uh, speaking, specifically about hmm. borscht, even the most, the finest, the best Russian restaurants worldwide okay. um, have something on their menu which is called one day old borscht. Okay. Which means it's been cooked yesterday. Wow. It stayed over the night to bring the whole oh. flavor. To make it blend uh-huh. and enhance. And then it's been served to your table with wow. the large spoon of sour cream. Wow. That sounds <laughs> absolutely. Now, here, I've got a question. It's just a quiz question. About approximately what percentage of, you know, we talk about the global Russian population. And you right. said the CSI, or CIA, whatever. CIS. CIS, CSI is a television show. So yes. the CI. What, what portion of that population is living worldwide? Do you have any idea? No. 
No. I have no in idea. Dubai? In Dubai, what kind of uh, numbers are we looking at, people like yourself? Oh, Big I would have said maybe something about 100,000. Okay, so it's a huge community. 100,000 people, but we are talking the entire yeah. CIS country. Yeah, yeah, so that's, but that's still that's a, that's a large... But if you look at the map... Uh, Russia is the biggest country in the world. Yeah, only second to Canada is second to Russia. Yes, absolutely. But we've got a tiny population, and and you guys are yeah. a huge population. And uh, I would have said that there are Russians all over the world uh, by now, and this is the new trend of the current um, situation nowadays. And uh, wherever you travel, wherever I travel, yeah. and I travel quite a lot, uh-huh. I always hear some. Russian talks around mm. and sometimes I, I look around and people don't always understand that I'm Russian myself because I've spent many years living uh, overseas okay. and uh, I'm just surprised I think where did they come from how did they yeah. how did they happen to be here mm. the 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 most um, interesting and weird place where I met Russians where I heard Russian talks was Nakuru Lake in Kenya Really, and Kenya is not uh, necessarily well uh, exposed to Russian travel market yet. Okay, but I can imagine once the uh, the direct flight Moscow to Nairobi will start, mm. and I can imagine there will be plenty of Russians coming down to Kenya to you know for travel, for leisure, for uh, uh, sightseeing. So we're a big population. You've yeah. got to bear with us. Yeah, so <laughs> Marina, we have to take a, a very quick break, and sure. we'll be uh, we'll be right back. Fantastic. And we're back. 600-1499 if you're, uh, you're out there and you're listening and you're, you're thinking, what's going on? Nightline uh, has taken a 180-degree turn. And Marina, who is uh, the Soyuz sister, has joined me in studio. And we're talking about food. And, you know, how often do you think about... Russian food. I mean, I think about because I see uh, as I'm going towards Lamsey Plaza and 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 I, I see a place and we talked about it in the past. But we don't, you know, we just don't. I I always find we've got the world music shows and yeah, you, the world music shows come on, but we never actually talk before. Absolutely, uh, James. I've got a question okay. to your audience, to our audience. Yeah. I would be actually quite interested to know who have tried any Russian food ever hmm. and what do they think about it. So we'll we'll see if we yeah, get some. Four zero one four zero zero one is the the text number, and if you want to call in six hundred one four nine nine is also. You you want to tell us about some other dishes? Yes, absolutely. There is another um, significant signature Russian cuisine dish, okay, which is called blini. Now can I'm I get? Sure I can get the. It. Yeah, I've heard I've heard yes. that, but I've heard it in, a, in not in the context from Russia. I've heard that from uh, Poland, I think. No, no? Um, no. This is the real authentic. Really? Okay. Uh, I would have said it's a Slavic a dish. A Slavic dish, Slavic okay. dish, yes. But Prague, been... would I hear about it? Would I get that in the Prague airport, maybe? Pardon me? Would I get this in this dish in Prague, do you think? I'm not too sure. I've never yeah. been to Prague, but you will definitely get it in Moscow and okay. all over the CIS country. I, I want to go to Moscow when it's snowing. Okay, then it's that's, just the right time. That's right now. It's right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can go and buy a ticket now. <laughs> okay. So can I get these here? What? Bellini? Yeah. Of course you can get okay. it. 
So uh, the best, actually, if you ask me what is the best way to try Russian food, mm -hmm. it's, uh, yes, you can go to any of uh, Russian restaurants, but the best way is to make friends with some Russians living here. Okay. Because we are very hospitable people and we laugh okay, when so guests is, come into our house is there and a Russian treat is there a, is, So how do I meet more Russian people? If I want to learn Russian, if I want to learn Ukrainian, if I want to... Where, where do I go? I'm, I think they're all over. <laughs> <laughs> all over the place <laughs> but yes I understand your challenge it's it's not very easy just to come uh, yeah. to walk into someone and say hey I would like to learn more of Russian or yeah. uh, I would like to you to um, introduce uh, some Russian dishes to me yeah I understand it and uh, we may discuss it off air okay. uh, but uh, <laughs> now I'd like to talk about another signature dish which is blini okay. and there is a big story behind this dish. Okay. Uh, the word blim comes from the old Slavic word which means to mill. To and mill. blins had mm. a somewhat ritual significance for early Slavic people in pre-Christian ah, times. Okay. Uh, since they were a symbol of the sun due to their round form. Uh, they were traditionally prepared at the end of the winter to honor the rebirth of the new sun. Mm. And we call this Carnival week, Pancake Week or Maslinitsa. Okay. And I don't know if any of your listeners have stayed tuned to the Russian Soyuz in uh, one of our uh, during one of our programs in January this year. We actually had a great feature in English language about Muslim. It's a pancake week mm. where we spoke about traditions and uh, um, uh, cuisine and uh, blini because Russians prepare lots of pancakes okay. for this week for Maslenitsa. Huh. And until now, we say Though we fry them yeah. in the pan, uh -huh. but we don't say to fry pancakes. We say to bake. To bake them, but to they're bake, fried. Yes, to bake and pancakes. And so the, what are they made with? Potatoes? Yes, and traditional Russian blini are made with yeasted butter, which is left oh. to rise and then uh, diluted with cold or boiling water mm -hmm. or milk mm -hmm. uh, just before baking them in the traditional Russian oven. That's how they wow. used to do it in the old days. And uh -huh. now we fry it. Okay. But uh, the trick, the trick is that they have to be really thin. The thinner they are, ah. the better the uh, okay. cook is. Ah. You know? And when you fry them, the, the art of frying blinis is to turn them around, you know, just the way chefs do. Just, you shake your pan and it... Because everyone's blin, got the... Vin your blin I mean, flies up. You're and pushing it, your hands forward yes, and you can imagine yes, the pan. It turns around and it lands down on you, the pan. You didn't bring any of these with you, did you? Uh, I didn't no. have time to bake them. Sorry, oh. I'm a very busy girl. <laughs> but I can talk, you know. <laughs> you don't have to do it yourself if you're on the radio. It's good you can enough. just imagine. We could say, yeah, they're here, they're in the pan and... Absolutely. Smell and they them. smell mm. wonderful. That's the uh, advantage of being on the radio, oh, isn't of course, it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blinis may be eaten as is, but um, also there are different fillings. Uh, it can be meat, it can be uh, vegetables, it can be caviar, the best really? filling. Yes, huh? with lots of sour cream. I would have said that sour cream never goes off Russian table. It's always on it. Hmm. We always put it on something. We put it into soups. We put it on blinis. We can put it on uh, meat, on uh, uh, sweet dishes, you name it. So hmm. that's... Um, Yet another dish. 
Yes, and I have another dish which is coming from the Central Asia as we speak okay. about... Um, so Central Asia, we're talking... We're talking Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, every country which add, end with stands. Okay. Uh, that's where the Central Asia is as far as the CIS community and is different concerned. And kinds of, different kind of food there than would be found in Moscow? Yes, hmm, okay. yes. But mind you, we uh, in our everyday life, mm-hmm. we cook all these dishes... We just mix them. Okay. We may cook borscht and plov at the same time, mm. you know, and they're coming from the different parts of the CIS countries, but they've become a very natural part of our um, everyday, um, I cannot call it diet because it's not it's not diet yeah. on any mean, it's an indulgence. Now, is, is there, this is another thing, this would be, imagine yes. the CIS food festival. Oh, it would is there, be. Is there one in Dubai? Why isn't there one? I'm not too sure. This would be a great opportunity be, for the Soyu show to push absolutely. this. We we need to have one. Yes, we must think of it. And That's, then we will have wide range of European yeah, food, exactly. of Asian food, of Middle Eastern food. A one night extravaganza at, at, at some place. Give us the other dish. Because I'm, I'm now I'm I'm star I'm, I'm thinking this is a great idea. <laughs> yes, I think too. Uh, speaking of plov, uh Originally, this dish is coming from uh, Asia, from Persia, okay. and uh, Turk, uh, Turkey. It's a rice dish uh, consisting of carrots, onions, spices, uh, lamb, oil, and rice. It's traditionally you, you, cooked... Lamb oil? or you don't, you, I, I heard lamb oil. You mean no, lamb? lamb, como, <laughs> oil, okay. preferably sunflower. Okay. It can be cotton, uh, um, cotton oil. Yeah. It can be olive oil, but I think mm. olive oil is kind of adopted recipe already. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I would have said it should be sunflower oil, mm. which gives an excellent flavor. Mm. And uh, it's cooked in a deep metal dish known as kazan. And okay, this so, is another. Like uh, this is another signature oh. of every housewife's kitchen setup. So, do you have one of these at your place right here? Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Plov can be made either at home or over an open fire, so it could be an excellent camping dish as wow. well. Yes, uh, several different types of simple salads are served with plov. So hmm. that's that's how we eat it, and. Um, what else should I say? During the Soviet uh, Union time, this dish spread throughout uh, the other Soviet republics, becoming a uh, favorite in such diverse places as Russia, Ukraine, Azerbaijan. So basically, coming back to what I said earlier, that uh, different cuisines of mm-hmm. uh, different um, countries from the former Soviet Union, current CIS countries, really blended and matched into one big extravaganza. Wow. So we need to have that one big yeah we need to have that one big extravaganza. We I need hope to we will. I and I, I think the message I want to give here is that if you see these restaurants, it's, you go there. Go to the restaurants, yes. try it out, meet the people, talk, as you Absolutely. said, friendliest people around yes. and take the opportunity. We, we, yes. we so often, uh, I'm thinking of myself, I'll drive by, I'll see these restaurants, eh, I'm going to go get a shawarma or I'm, eh, I'm going to go to <laughs> no, the, I'm going to go get pass by and try and go in. And there is one more advice I really would okay. love to give to everybody. Uh, speaking of people from the CIS countries, there is an opinion. It's like a common opinion that um, people of CIS countries not very friendly. which is a big mistake because we are really friendly. We do not give you a big smile from the very first moment. That's true. 
you know, people may look at you seriously and they kind of, you may think that they're screening you or they're evaluating you, which is not true. Everyone does that. Though. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But um, the thing is, once our people smile at you, they really mean it. Mm. And they've got really big hearts mm. and their hearts are open for the entire Dubai community. And I would really encourage uh, representatives of all communities to integrate more with yeah. the Russian-speaking community to get us know better. Yeah, I think, and I always think the first way to start, food. Absolutely. You sit yeah. down at a table, you start laughing, start sharing yes, stories. And, yes. you know, as we've done, yes. you know, you found out that I've got Ukrainian and Russian background and, and you know, yes. you can stop smiling yeah. the whole time you're yeah. here. And, and uh, we've got some uh, some uh, grounds to stand on yeah. uh, just to start with. And uh, there is one more way to build excellent relationship. It's okay. music. Music. You've been listening to Remembering Dubai with Nightline. Thank you very much to archesaudio.com for the music. You want to get in touch with me? james at thejamescast.com follow us on the socials the jamescast and enjoy the podcasts whole bunch more to listen to go check us out online this has been remembering dubai with nightline